This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, and this is the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I'm an age-defying naturopath and clinical nutritionist, and I'm here to bust myths around women's health and aging so that you can be ageless and awesome in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. The Ageless and Awesome podcast is dedicated to helping women through perimenopause and menopause with great health, a positive mindset, and outrageous confidence. Hit subscribe or follow now, and let's get started. Hello, gorgeous one, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I hope you're having a great week so far. And if you're in Australia, we've just come off a long weekend. So I hope you're able to find some relaxation time amongst that time, which I certainly did, although it's so freaking hot here in Southeast Queensland, which I'm sure it is in many other places at the moment. It's like unbelievably humid. So my gosh, stay cool, everybody. Lots and lots and lots of water. And yeah, if you can get in the pool or the ocean, that's great. Otherwise, cool showers, just anything to keep your body temperature down, particularly if you're experiencing some of those hot flushes and heat of perimenopause and menopause. It is really important to make yourself as comfortable as you possibly can be, particularly if you listened to last week's episode on Thursday, which was all about BO, that's body odor, and perimenopause and menopause, which I hope you got a little bit of a smile out of that one. So what I'm going to talk about this week, this has come from, I did a call out to my mailing list looking for topics. And this topic actually came up from a couple of people, most notably Emma. So Emma, if you're listening, I'm addressing your fantastic topic about what to do about managing the people in your life that might be trying to derail your health and weight loss journey. And this is a real thing. 
uh, you know, and there's a couple of reasons for this. And so that's what I'm going to focus on in today's episode, because there's a couple of things that can happen. Sometimes people in your life can just, they don't want things to change, I guess. And particularly if a lot, you know, a lot of what we do socializing is around food, right? And so sometimes people just want things to stay the same, including you. And it's just kind of easier. And perhaps some people get a little triggered maybe by changes that you make to your diet. And it seems funny that other people would care realistically. Why would they care what you're eating? Um, But often it can be interpreted as a judgment call, I guess, on them. If you're starting to eat healthy foods and you're not getting on the drink as much as you used to, or you're not having the sugar, not having the coffee catch up with, you know, pastries, whatever, uh, that can be a little triggering for other people because they think, well, are they making a judgment on me? Which is so not the truth, but generally it's a reflection of what's going on for them and how they may be thinking, oh, I should be doing something like that, but I don't really want to, you know, it's because it's, you know, it's not easy necessarily. So sometimes when you do take on a health and weight loss journey, this can bring up things for friends, family, etc. So it's not necessarily you specifically that they are kind of targeting. I don't know if that's quite the right word or criticizing. Often that's just an outward reflection of what they're thinking about themselves. And so I would suggest just kind of meet it with kindness and rather than kind of getting defensive and just stay cool. Like, and particularly if it's your partner, this is a whole thing. And interestingly, I don't know if you, any of you follow Mel Robbins. She's an awesome person that I love following and I love her podcast. And she was talking about how her husband stopped drinking a few years ago. And she was like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. It's going to be great for him to stop drinking. That's really going to help his health, his mental health, etc." And I think she said three days in, she was going to have dinner. And she thought I might like have a glass of wine with dinner. So she offered one to her husband and her husband said, you know, Mel, I'm not drinking right now. So no, don't offer it to me. And she got very defensive about that. And she, he said to her, well, if you're getting really upset about me not drinking, maybe you should be thinking about what's in your glass and your relationship with that. If it's really upsetting you that much. And I think there's so much truth in that. When you make some changes, an example for me uh, is when I went vegetarian a very long time ago, probably 2000, end of 2008, I think. Uh, and some of the people in my life really found it hard to accept that. And I think they felt like I was making a judgment on them because they ate meat. And frankly, I don't care. I don't care what anybody else does. 
I'm not here to convert anybody else. And, uh, you know, my choices are my choices. But I did really find people could get very defensive, particularly if they asked me why I wasn't eating meat. And often I would say, and and to be honest, uh, in all fairness, I was being a bit of a smart ass, I'll be honest. Um, And I would say, because I knew this would trigger people, I would say, because I love animals. And (laughs) I was being a little bit naughty and a bit cheeky, but that was essentially the reason why. And yeah, that I had quite a lot of conversations with people, but yeah, it did get people defensive. And I did, I didn't say that to everybody, mind you, but I, it, I found a lot of people really struggled with me doing that. And particularly, you know, people that were, I was going over to their house for dinner or whatever, they'd be like, oh my God, what can I cook for you? What, what, what do you eat? And I'm like, I'll bring my own food. I'm happy to do that. I'll bring something to share. Um, and so, yeah, it, people can get very triggered by your decision to eat more healthily or to change the way you're eating, even though it really doesn't impact on them very much at all. But I, my advice to you, having been through a lot of that, um, I guess for me, you know, I eat in a pretty healthy manner most of the time. So, and people know that people know you're a naturopath and a nutritionist, they tend to expect that you're eating pretty healthy. So that actually wasn't such a big deal. Uh, it was more when I went, uh, vegetarian many years ago. Uh, so, you know, I guess the important thing is to be really grounded in your own reasons for embarking on the journey. And that's why when clients work with me, mindset, is one of the first things I ask them to really get into. I have a whole module on that in the VIP space that my clients have access to. And it's all about finding the why behind the why, like, why are you doing this? You might say to lose weight. Well, why though? There is a reason. It's not just to lose weight. The number on the scales in some ways is irrelevant. It's what is this going to give you? How is this going to improve your life? What is the real reason that you want to lose this weight and you want to lose it now or you want to get into your hormones or, you know, whatever it is? Because often when people have come to see me, they've been dealing with this for a while. This is not new. They've been dealing with it for a while and often it just gets to a breaking point. And sometimes it is just that there's nothing in their wardrobe that fits them anymore and, they don't want to buy new clothes. It's just like a thing. I've been there for sure that I've been like, there's no way I'm going up a size. No way. And often for me, if I am straying a little, it'll be that. It'll be, well, I'm not going in and going up a size, so I need to make sure I'm fitting into my clothes. Um, so yeah, depending on your reason, that if you stay really grounded in that, that can really help you overcome these sort of situations, you know, and it can be as simple as if someone, I don't know, comes over to your place and brings, I don't know, your favorite chocolate cake that they've made, especially for you. Um, Obviously show your appreciation for that. Um, And if you want to have a a small portion, have a small portion or whatever, that's, you know, just do that. Um, And can I just make a comment? Actually, now that I've said that, if you're my client and you're listening to this, (laughs) It depends where you are in your program. When you're doing the GLOW protocol, there are certain parts of that where it's not advised that you just have a piece of chocolate cake whenever you like. After we get past the first four weeks, a little bit different, but yeah, 
anyway, I just thought I'd pop that in there. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, be, show your gratitude, be grateful. Uh, you may wish to remind them that, you know, for a, a certain period that you're not kind of indulging in food like that, but you appreciate it, uh, that you'll eat it. Uh, if it's more of in a, a group situation with a party or whatever, you can bring your own food. But I, I always, if I'm, as I said, in that situation, I'd bring some to share so that people, you're actually participating in it rather than you have this thing that you've brought just for yourself. That can sometimes be a little bit, um, I don't know, can can have a certain perception to, to people that it's, that you're being deliberately kind of different and unusual. Um, and yeah, so showing gratitude, being grounded in your reasons for doing this. Um, and particularly if it's your spouse that's trying to derail you, stay cool. Stay cool. Don't get defensive. Don't let it end up escalating. You know, let them know that, you know, the kind of gifts and things that you would like might be flowers or it might be going to a movie or going doing something together rather than food treats. I don't know, my love language with my husband is to buy food. Um, so yeah, when we're both sort of really on track with our health and our eating, we make sure that the kind of things that we're gifting each other is not food. Uh, what else? Things like if the, the kind of traditions that you've had with your friendship group is going to the pub or having going to the movies and I don't know, going to gold class and eating all of the things, watching sporting events together and getting into the, you know, the beer and the chips and the fried chicken and all of, all of that. So what I would recommend is perhaps take the lead in offering to do non-food types of activities, such as trying out something different like pickleball. I'm dying to try pickleball, by the way. And I just saw an ad. I think pickleball must be really on the rise. If you don't know what it is, just Google it. I think my American listeners will know what this is, but it's actually not a huge thing in Australia, but I think it will be. Uh, But yeah, something different like going stand-up paddleboarding or going for a bushwalk or doing something that's active that's not necessarily centered around food. Um, If this is more of a family situation where, you know, you're, you're, you know, living in a home where you're trying to prepare healthy meals and your family is not on board, that can be tricky, but maybe you just need to take it slow and not, and start to introduce more healthy meals more often so that, you know, that people are getting kind of used to it. Uh, and particularly if, if your family does have a lot of junk food, when you do start eating more healthily, people can really notice a substantial improvement in how they feel in terms of their energy, in terms of their gut health, in terms of their sleep, all of those sorts of things. So I would really encourage you to, yeah, just slowly bring the family on board with your journey or share with your family or your flatmates, whoever it is that, you know, perhaps is, is involved in your living situation, you share with them your why behind the why. That could be really powerful because it, it, showing that level of vulnerability that, you know, the reason you're doing it is not necessarily to look good in clothes. It might be because you're really worried about your family history of diabetes and you don't want to end up down that path and you need to draw a line in the sand and this is it. You know, and I think 
for many people these days, they're really understanding of that, that there is, we understand more now about health and about family lineage and its influence on health. And, you know, we're very lucky, I guess, at the moment, there's a real culture around active living. And that I think is super helpful for, you know, as, as, you know, friends, as family to actually do more healthy, active things that the social events are not just, uh, situated around food. So let me think if there's something else I can add to this. So for, okay. At a party, if you're going to a party, for example, where there's loads and loads of treats type food out, you know, and particularly maybe someone throws you a party or something like that, like a surprise party or something like that. Of course, be grateful, be happy that that's happening. You don't necessarily have to eat all of the things. You can make good food choices from those things. You can drink lots of water. You don't necessarily have to drink, or maybe you have like a small half glass or something like that. Um, you know, what I say to my clients in this sort of situation, if they're up to the, you know, treat meal part of their program is that, you know, decide, okay, I'm going to eat for 10 minutes. Make sure your first bites are protein because that helps with your insulin and glucose management and eat for say 10 minutes, choose what you want and then have a break for 15 minutes and allow your body to absorb those foods. When I say absorb, I mean like your blood sugar to level out a little. It takes around 20 minutes for your stomach to tell your brain that it's full. So if you're kind of waiting that 15, 20 minutes, you'll have a better idea of how sated you are. And if you actually need more food, and I know in those events, it's not necessarily about what you need, but if you are really serious about long-term wellness, long-term improvement in health, particularly if you do have a family history, particularly if you do have health um, conditions, if you're in perimenopause, um, you know, you know, for many of you that if you, ah, stuff it, I'm going to have a few champagnes, you will pay for it that night with not sleeping. And maybe the next day with feeling really sluggish because our livers are busy with our hormones. So, you know, you will really know yourself and know what you can cope with and know what you're prepared to live with in terms of consequences in the next 24 hours after that. So I think that's possibly what all I want to say about this. I hope this has been helpful. As I said, just to recap, it's not really about you. It really isn't. It's usually there's thinking, but there's going to be a judgment from you on them because they're still eating the way they're eating. And, and you know, that's not the case. So often just being gracious, being grounded in your why and making the best choices you can under the circumstances and refocusing your social activities around active living can be super helpful. Now, I hope that's helpful. Emma, if you do listen to this and any of my other clients that brought that up as a a topic, please let me know if that's helped or whether you need more. And maybe I can approach someone like a psychologist or someone like that that can come on and perhaps give some more advice around that.
Anyway, have an awesome week. I am off on retreat this week. Uh, Often I'll take myself, just me, into a little Airbnb in the country or somewhere just with a different environment to give me some creative thinking time and to just get me out of routine. That really helps, I find, with reinvigorating myself. And I encourage you, if you work for yourself, to do this, you know, when you can. I've, I've done it uh, for a number of years, I don't know that I did it last year and I, I, I'm so happy. I'm going somewhere about an hour away, kind of near Byron, not actually Byron. And I'm in a little house in the country overlooking a dam and I, I really wanted to do a fire. Uh, unfortunately, it's super hot, so that's not going to happen. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to just having some time out, eating some good food and reflecting on what I want to achieve this year and how I can bring new support to my clients and for people generally who are in my space. So keep your eyes open for new things coming Some of you already know I have some stuff that's on its way, probably in the next few weeks, uh, a new product, but um, yeah, watch this space. Anywho, I hopefully will be back on Thursday. If I find it difficult to record out where I'm going, then I will do a flashback episode, but hopefully I will see you on Thursday. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you click the little plus button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're on Spotify so that you can get each new episode delivered to you every single week. If you like free stuff and who doesn't, then head over to suzygarden.com and grab my eight essential age-defying secrets every woman over 40 should know right now. Or if you'd like to continue the discussion, head over to Instagram and DM me at Wellness. I'd love to connect with you.